Welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. And welcome back, guys. Welcome. So this is our second time recording because we had a pesky Labrador <laughs> complaining at us. And we no, were trying we've to been saying this every time mm, lately. Stupid Labrador. It's actually 7.30 p.m. No, 7.40 p.m. So we had a little data corruption issue on Pure Health Podcasting because so we're re-recording tonight. <laughs> so you get, you get the best version of Kirky and Nicole tonight yeah. of a long day of – Long day of – I think I've seen nine – Nine hours, nine, ten hours of clients today. Yeah, that is a very big day. So anyway, we are here. We, we are present. It. So what were we saying before? It always feels weird when you re-record. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it's international. Oh, yeah. So we were saying, I was saying to Scotty before that he, he was like, oh, they celebrated offshore. And I was like, oh, Nicole got a text from Elliot being like, happy International Women's Day. And I did not get one. <laughs> he was like, oh, legit. Oh, legit. Scotty only cares about his grass. Yeah, literally. Yeah, if you didn't. For point of <laughs> reference, like, go back and listen to episode one. I was like, I've got a point in my relationship where I no longer ask for nudes. I get asked for grass picks when he goes away. That's when you know you hit the long term, Dal. Mm. I know. So, yeah, happy International Women's Day, guys. I know you'll be listening to this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's a really amazing world we live in these days with women empowerment yeah. and, yeah. Truly inspirational mm. what women achieve. And I know. Boss women out there. 100%. And all different shapes and forms. But mind yeah. you, I feel like it is, like, for women, I don't know, like, it is hard because, like, we kind of want it all these days. We, like, obviously are out in the workforce but then also, like, there's that maternal instinct of us wanting yeah. to stay home and look after our kids and, like, I'm, I don't know about you but... I mean, listen to a lot of podcasts as well lately of other people talking about it, but feeling constantly like conflicted, like being mm. like, I want a family, but how do I have, because we see so many mums come in and see us and they're so burnt out. Yeah. And it like kind of scares you. And it's like, yeah. how do you balance motherhood it's and being a boss such woman? a huge commitment. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And like, obviously so, like so many women do it all as well. Like they mm. have children, they're working full time and they're just like making it work and they're doing an amazing job mm. at making it work. But it is... Yeah, like I guess harder this day and age because we're expected to do it all and, you know, it's a lot of sacrifice. And yeah, like it is, It's yeah, it's a weird concept. It's something that mm. like literally always comes up like, am I going to be able to still run a business mm. and like succeed in that world mm-hmm. but also raise a family? Yeah. Or do I need, as Scotty Hip saying, I'm going to get a hot Swedish nanny apparently <laughs> in our family. <laughs> Seriously. He's like, no, we'll just get a full-time nanny. It'll be fine. I'm like, oh, great. Oh, great. Great. Just what we need at our house. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, any news updates? We have actually one exciting update for you guys. Yes. Do we want to? We won't say the date because it's still a little bit pending. So for anyone that's followed along the journey for the last year, mm. we've been in the process of opening the most beautiful, bougiest, stunning. I love how you say bougie. Bougie Sounds clinic. Sounds so wankery. Well, open this bougie clinic. Bougie clinic. So it's going to be no, beautiful. It is beautiful. It's and Kirsty's friend Morgs um, is the interior architect mm. and designed it and she has just made it look like yeah. insane. Like I had this envision of just like, you know, a cute little reception and like, you know, just, you know, some white walls, you know. <laughs> Every day, you know, and it's just above and beyond. Like, oh, don't be silly. You have a expensive taste. Yeah, I do. Everything I like is expensive. That's so. how you're naturally. 
Yeah, but I, I didn't think – I thought it would be really beautiful but, like, not mm. extra where it's yeah. kind of almost – not extra, but it's just really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hopefully, end of financial year, that will be a thing. Getting in the works, so, which is the, the most important mm, thing. And we're looking for a beautiful naturopath to join our team next. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you know any naturopaths out there, yeah. tell them to send their resume to Pure Health. Team is expanding. Um, because, yeah, we want to have a big herbal range and yeah, it's going to be beautiful. I know. It's so exciting. Mm. Any other updates, Kirky? Mm. Client wins. Just thinking, oh, yeah, one of my clients, we finally figured out like she had so many underlying drivers with her weight loss. She just – there was so much going Mm. on. She had insulin resistance. Her thyroid wasn't working properly and Mm -hmm. she had a gut dysbiosis and Mm -hmm. she's now lost 12 kilos officially today. Then my other client actually since we – I've caught up with her tonight Mm – and she used to have like severe sugar cravings. <laughs> Funny mm. podcast episode today. Um, and she's lost 15 kilos since working with myself um, and no sugar cravings anymore, which wow. is amazing. And like underlying gut work and everything like that. And just the biggest thing is her mindset. She yeah. just changed so much. So. I guess that's like the biggest thing in clean. We're always looking at like the big picture. Like you can't just focus on one factor. It's always no. about – Getting to the root cause of mm. underlying health issues and symptoms and also supporting it. I hate using the word holistically, but you have to mm. address it holistically. Like even what we're talking about today with sugar cravings, you can't just address food. You have to address 100%. underlying behavioural <laughs> components. And and the biggest thing is like for a lot of people, we can, if we wanted to, we could give them very quick results to an extent, but it's not maintainable. I mean, it depends what we're talking about, like in terms of quick results, like I'm talking maybe weight loss sector. Yeah. But like everything we do in pure health, we want to set someone up for the rest of their life and yeah. make it a maintainable and enjoyable thing. We're Making very much sustainable about balance. Exactly. So, yeah. So today's podcast is a very, very common thing we see in clinic every day. Mm. It's how do I overcome my sugar cravings or like how to curb those pesky sugar cravings or like how yeah. do I stop being so addicted to sugar yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of the time. All the terms, all the terms. Because some people are like, I'm like, no, it's just me. I'm just addicted to sugar. But like, there are so many things I'm to unpack. I'm such a sweet treat. I'm just such as my personality. But, but look, like, I honestly, I, like, I love a little sweet treat. Mm. Don't get me wrong. But I now can differentiate the difference from what I used to experience with sugar cravings. I guess on an emotional level and a physical level yeah, to now just like enjoying it in moderation yeah. and not like, just craving yeah. it but be like oh that like yeah chalky cake does look bloody good i will yeah. have a slice but it's not like oh my god give me it yeah and it controls you yeah. yeah yeah i'm the same as well actually with sugar so i guess to start with guys like essentially okay so what is sugar like at its base so like obviously there's different types also, of sugar sugar's not a bad thing no sugar, it's not it, evil that's the thing there's sugar is literally glucose mm-hmm. like it's what it's Giving your body uh, fuel. It's yeah. the quickest energy source. So it's our body's main fuel source. Um, yeah. So it's we need it. But this is where the issue is, is we – now, Nicole wanted me to clarify for you guys tonight <laughs> what I mean by ultra-processed foods. Oh, right. So sugar at its purest, glucose, we need it. We can't function without it. Like and we can get it through lots of different food sources. But yeah, you and can, there's lots of different types of sugar yeah. like fructose – so many different forms, yeah. Yeah, but like in terms of glucose, like you can get like your sugar from obviously good quality complex carbohydrates. There's glucose 
very small amounts in vegetables, yeah. um, depending on what veggie you're eating. Um, what else? Obviously, <laughs> bread. Laughing at each other. Yeah, it's found in lots of different forms. It's and it's the way it's metabolized in the body is all different as yeah. well. So. It's not to say like sugar's bad. Sugar is a fuel source, but it's the mm. type and where it's coming from. Yep. So I guess what we're worth referring amount. to today is more refinement of sugars. And what Nicole wanted me to clarify for you guys is it's more the issue that lies with sugar is when we're consuming it from these ultra processed foods. Mm. Now the definition, because this is, well, I think I've said this to you guys in the podcast before, but okay, so if I said the word processed foods, mm. a lot of food even – like, okay, for instance, rice, there has still been a processing technique of removing it from the ground, like peak and it peaked till you yeah. pick rice, don't you? Um, <laughs> and then like it gets washed, it gets harvest put into it. bag. It har- yeah, you harvest the rice, you wash it, you put it in a bag. Yeah. That's There's a level of processing done to that. Yeah. Same with – my speaker's a bit too loud. Sorry, guys, I don't know if I'm being a bit obnoxious. Um, <laughs> the same with like – what else is there? Like – for instance, then bread has a bit more of a processing technique. So obviously you're like grinding Look, down the everything wheat. to a certain yeah. degree is processed. Process. But what I'm referring to is ultra processed foods where they've literally got all the nutrients stripped back of them. Mm-hmm. They then put, um, what do you call it? Artificial? No. In terms of the nutrients, they put back... Um, Anyway, they put nutrients back in because yeah. they've stripped all the nutrients out of this product yeah. and then they put it in the perfect amount of fat, sugar and salt to make it highly addictive. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have a world obesity pan- pandemic, yeah. epidemic. <laughs> oh, Brian, sorry, bear with us. Pandemic? <laughs> we just keep staring at each other. Nicole's not helping me out here. Anyway, we've got an what obesity epidemic or pandemic? Epidemic. epidemic thank you oh yeah pandemics <laughs> well well anyway anyway we've got an obesity <laughs> issue in the world guys we sound like the biggest blondes at the moment we do sorry it's us uh, um energy deprived brains yeah um yeah we're gonna have dinner soon <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway <laughs> okay yeah so pretty much there's so many foods out there that are what Kirsty defines as ultra processed what do you mean what i define as it's like what yeah, the definition of an ultra <laughs> stupid girl. <laughs> yeah, no, but it sounds confusing saying ultra processed. No, it doesn't. It means because there's a debate to go on Instagram <laughs> about like people getting hated on their supplement lines and people are like well, this is processed just as much as wheat bix. But like yeah. it's just it's such a different thing. But like yeah, 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 so where yeah. I'm trying to it's clarify, like a processing there's technique. a processing technique done to a lot of things, but ultra processed is like think like okay, like all your all your. All your crap on the shelves, essentially, yeah. um, for lack of better words. Anyway, okay. It's stripping so the nutrient content, I guess that's the biggest yeah. thing we're looking out for. And then it's adding yeah. the refinement. So the overconsumption or, in or it's excess. it's leading to the refinement yeah. as well. Yeah. And the refined the sugars. Yeah. yeah. And then essentially, guys, with refined sugar, okay, so obviously like most sugars have had a processing technique and they're quite refined. But mm. obviously cane sugar is the most common one. Um, and then there's also um, corn syrup mm-hmm. as well is very much a refined one which uh, obviously yeah just spike your blood sugar levels and you get yeah. that massive crash yeah. then you've also got things now this is where it's really confusing in the world because a lot of people will go to like health cafes right whatever and they'll have like i don't know raw slices and all these things and i'm not mm. saying they're bad for you because they've got protein and healthy fats in them from the nuts and seeds mm. but a lot of the time they are still packed with a lot of sugar mm. now sometimes the sugar comes from dates sometimes it comes from coconut sugar at the end of the day now with coconut sugar yes it has slightly 
higher micronutrients than cane sugar does. Mm. But at the end of the day, the body still sees it as glucose mm-hmm. and it is sugar. Mm-hmm. It is not any like quote unquote healthier than so cane sugar. So that spike in your blood, blood sugar, sugar and your body's still going to have the same response with yeah. releasing those and hormones. Same with dates. Once again, dates, the blood sugar spike is going to be a little bit slower because it has fiber in it. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's still very high in sugar mm-hmm. and it's still your body still recognizes once it gets into the bloodstream it's still floating around glucose molecules mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense so i just want you guys to know that like all sugar sources honey yes honey dates they have way more micronutrients than say cane sugar does or all the ultra 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 processed sugars but at the end of the day the amount you're consuming you're not really going for it based on its micronutrient properties if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. if that does that make sense what i'm saying yes yeah, so yeah, essentially yeah. sugar is sugar yeah at its core. Yeah. Especially when it comes to issues. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's, as Kirstie's saying, there's lots of different types of sugars, but it's more, yeah, as we're really focusing on like the ultra processed refined yeah. sugars, but it's also being aware that, yes, there's lots of alternative these, alternative, <laughs> can't speak either, alternatives these mm. days with like coconut sugar, rice malt syrup. Honey. Honey, all these things. Maple and, syrup. And that's absolutely fine to have, but it's something as well just to focus on in moderation. Yeah. Because you, like yeah. anything in moderation, but it, just because it's honey, it doesn't mean, oh, this has no sugar. Oh, it's yeah. like just, it's a healthy sugar. Yeah. It still is sugar. Yeah. Like, it, so like, but it's how, yeah. Yeah. The so moderation and the amount we're having, yeah. that's causing the impact. Yeah. So like, obviously if you're going to make something, like of course use honey or like dates or maple syrup overcame sugar but at the end of the day they still are both sugar and your body's still going to see them the same if that makes mm, sense mm. so so yeah i guess they have a, a slightly different like a um, different micronutrient obviously value and therapeutic effects compared to yeah like a white yeah, honey has some sugar. cool therapeutic effects and yeah it's like got some amazing properties but with how the body is processing it's pretty similar yeah 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 100 so essentially with sugar it can obviously over consumption especially of these processed foods in terms of sugar can contribute to inflammation and significantly increase risk of things like obviously diabetes which is where we see um in clinic that pre-diabetic state. And I mean, mm. Nicole and I do work with a few clients with diabetes, but a lot of time we're seeing that pre-diabetic state where insulin yeah. resistance is a big, yeah. massive, massive thing. We see, I reckon every third person, yeah. fourth person, fifth person comes in with insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, you're seeing increased obesity, diabetes and cardiovascular disease mm-hmm. with this increased consumption of processed foods, ultra-processed foods, and specifically the sugar in that as well. Absolutely. So it's contributing to like many chronic health conditions. And I guess the biggest issue with it is the addictive nature, which Mm. we will get into as well. And that is the biggest issue. It's like – and also the fact that food companies have been – they're here in the world for – put my glasses on (laughs) – food companies are not here to support our health. They're here for profit. Mm -hmm. So they make – things the perfect height for children to see the perfect coloring that makes mm. you want to buy it mm. and the perfect level of salt sugar and fat which makes it so addictive yeah yeah um so the, <laughs> sorry i just i say yep so aggressively i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. very passionate yeah so, so let's get into yeah i guess the common causes of what is triggering this sugar mm-hmm. craving for mm-hmm. you so firstly going into the addictive nature so when we consume sugar our body releases endorphins Mm -hmm. and neurochemicals in the brain that causes an addiction Mm -hmm. so it makes it more difficult to cut down 
and then it increases more cravings. Yeah. So it's like this constant cycle of consuming and then it's increasing more cravings. You're getting cravings. dopamine here as well. Yeah. 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 So it's why you serotonin dopamine. Like, it makes you feel good. So it's physically like this why we are addicted to it because if you go into the psychology of it, a lot of time we feel like we can't, you know, like um, what's the word? Self-soothe ourselves mm. or, or like support ourselves. So we grow, grow externally with our mental health and the world mm-hmm. we live in to give us that external validation or mm. that external reassurance or that feel good because we like can't deal with our own emotions. Yeah. So a lot of the time when that eating, emotional eating behaviour yeah. comes in, we will reach for sugar Using. because it gives us a dopamine hit. Yeah. So chemically it's it's there, guys, and it's giving you that release. Yeah. Um, and they've done studies with rats where rats have had the option of obviously the cocaine water, which we all know cocaine being mm. addictive, um, <laughs> and sugar water. <laughs> which we all know. I'm sure we all know. <laughs> Well, you see, like, you hear, like, oh, on no, the yeah, news, yeah, like, any it, drug is, yeah, like, their deep dipness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the rats are more addicted to sugar water than the cocaine. Yeah. So it's this is why. So crazy. Yeah, it is wild. And this is why we're quite big up pure health on our, like, slightly alternative approach, which we'll get to later. Mm. So sugar. you actually need about two weeks to really reduce such cut out mm. sugar to stop craving it. Yeah. So if you find at the moment that it is really bad, which we'll get into some tips with supporting mm. it, but give it two weeks yeah. to really see a change. Yeah, and it can be hard. It's like literally coming and like I always love the analogy even with sugar, like a sugar addiction. Like mm. if you had a meth addict or an alcoholic, mm. you're not going to give them little bits of alcohol or meth yeah. while you're trying to like while they're in rehab, right? And we're very big on not being like extreme or re- no. like restriction and and as we always say, it's all about that 80-20 approach. But it is one of those things, like we were saying, it is like this endless cycle yeah. that it is easier to almost just cut it out yeah. or focus on your healthy well, alternatives especially, which yeah. you'll go through. So many. And yeah. you don't even notice the difference. Um, so, yes, that's our first point is sugar's addictive. So it's almost – it's setting setting us up for failure. It is. Really. It's, it's not and even – setting society and that's yeah. why we were saying it's like this, you know – whole pandemic yeah. or whatever <laughs> word it is our brains aren't working of obesity of obesity yeah. and like a lot of you know people are like oh, i just have really poor self-control but like 95 percent of us if we start that chocolate brownie that chocolate it's very hard to stick to the single serving of what it's recommended on the packet yeah. and most of us will over consume it and this is where yeah, we get into obviously later on in the podcast why like we do have a different method of doing things because the right hormones are released and we know when we're full, whereas literally that sugar just overrides everything and we don't know when we're full and we just overconsume. And that yeah. overconsumption of the ultra-processed foods that are ridiculously high in sugar is what's leading to causing so many issues, mm-hmm. um, obesity, yeah. insulin resistance, yeah. hormonal disruption, and that's everything. that's why we're seeing so many metabolic disorders. Yeah. So low blood sugar levels, so what can happen as well is like you can – like blood sugar dysregulation can occur due to whatever reason. We won't yeah. go too much into that. I think we've gone into that quite a few other podcasts. But yeah, what can happen as well is like if you consume a lot of sugar, you get – your blood sugar spikes very quickly and rapidly. Mm-hmm. So the glycemic index of food is kind of how quickly the blood sugar levels actually mm-hmm. spike. So every like – um food or carbohydrate sorry i'm not speaking to my microphone every like carbohydrate or food yeah can contain that glycemic index mm. so you've got like low moderate high gi so yep. if it's high glycemic index it's spiking your blood sugar levels. so think of like a 
chart and you see like mm. a graph and it spikes really high and then what the thing that happens is like so you're really low in energy you've got this blood sugar dysregulation you're really hangry tired mm. you crave sugar mm-hmm. you consume the sugar it gives you a really quick up and then what do you think happens it actually comes crashing down and it actually comes lower than where it started in mm-hmm. the first place so this blood sugar dysregulation causes chronic sugar cravings yeah yeah so yeah you're getting those ups and downs throughout the day and I think, I don't know if you said this, sorry, Curse, but yeah, when it hits that low, that's what causes you to crave the sugar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the main yeah side of things with the actual blood sugar dysregulation and it makes you crave even more and more sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that people very miss, so just, I don't know if we actually said this at the start, but these are all the common causes of yeah, sugar cravings. Did you say that? that? Okay, cool. Don't worry. Sorry. <laughs> so point three. So this one is very much underlooked. Poor sleep. So if you are not getting adequate sleep, you're going to constantly crave sugar. Now think about this. If you're constantly fatigued, your body is very smart. It's like, hey, Ian, (laughs) you are tired. You need to get along with your day. You need to get some quick energy. So I'm going to make you crave sugar because that is our quickest form of glucose that we can access very readily. So Mm. why do you think – So so people that are chronically not getting enough sleep or insomnia or just, you know, living their party party life or whatever it may be, not prioritising sleep, yeah. um, you're going to have chronic increased sugar cravings all yeah. the time. And yeah. this is a big one we see in clinic all the time. Absolutely. So and it also can impair insulin sensitivity yeah. with um, not getting adequate sleep. Yeah. So it's kind of this whole picture and even with the satiety hormones as well, it mm. impairs not having adequate sleep. So it, like in, it has all these other flow and effects. With it can that. affect your hunger and satiety. Yeah, significantly. Yeah. yeah. So I guess getting on to hunger as well. So when our body is deprived of energy, it tends to obviously then create those sugary foods to give us a quick burst mm-hmm. of energy. But with obviously hunger, that can cause, as we we're saying, your blood sugar levels to drop lower than what they should be. So that's yeah, causing that craving mm-hmm. and sugar craving to keep you going. I guess another factor to do with poor sleep and fatigue is other underlying drivers of fatigue. That is all kind of like a flow and effect. So obviously looking into nutrient deficiencies and specifically what we see in clinic like B12 and iron. um, Vitamin D, folate, underlying thyroid issues, cortisol secretion. So like if you go look at that, I think it's episode, I don't know, five. Oh, no, three, four. <laughs> anyway, on like why am I so fatigued? Yeah. So that looks at under all the underlying reasons. And if you're chronically fatigued due to like a nutrient deficiency, mm. you will also crave sugar all the time. So Absolutely. working on that makes a massive difference. And yeah, and also like with your cortisol. So I don't know if we said that with fatigue, but because your cortisol also spikes your blood sugar yep. levels. So that's why you're also wanting yes. more so sugar. So if you're chronically stressed, yeah, um, your body, your um cortisol think about your body needs quick glucose to run away from this yeah. tiger that's constantly chasing you along the freeway when you're getting it's home just from this flow and effect in yeah. society isn't it it's like we're working stressful jobs and then like we're tired because we're not sleeping like due to being stressed so then mm. our body just craves sugar and then mm-hmm. it makes us crave more sugar and it's just like you can see why like every i don't, so I don't know what the stat is but yeah you can see yeah. why they're on you can see why i'm I don't know that what started the statistic is off my top of my head, but like you can see why I want to say like every second person has it's not that high, don't worry. Mm. But why it feels like every second person has like insulin resistance mm. or like you know pre diabetic. I mean, it is crazily common. Yeah, it is. Even at really so young ages, like, like fifteen years it. old and stuff like that. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's a really good point as well. So the hunger side of things. Um, 
Now also another one that is a big one with driving sugar cravings is hormonal imbalances, Mm -hmm. Um, specifically when estrogen – so when estrogen and or serotonin levels are low, it is strongly associated with increased sugar cravings. Mm. Um, That's why ladies around PMS or mm -hmm. in your luteal fight – it's quite common to crave sugar with these like biological changes, I guess, with your estrogen and yep. progesterone as yep. well. Um, can even be linked around that time to your magnesium levels mm-hmm. and further nutrient stores. So it's really common, I think, for women to notice those changes. Um, yeah, and hence why you get sugar cravings before your period. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and also the oral contraceptive pill also can, for some women, cause a lot of sugar cravings with the synthetic hormones. Mm. Um, as well. So it's something to be mindful of. Absolutely. Um, now, this one's a really interesting one. Actually, let's keep a number of how many points we've got. We've got one, two, three, four, five. Point number six. Sorry, we've got a stupid Labrador. We apologize <laughs> about the noise. Um, point number six hormonal imbalances. Yes. So point number seven now is gut dysbiosis. So this one is really interesting because I used to really struggle with sugar cravings like all the time. Sorry, guys. I'll go shush up this lever. Um, I used to crave sugar cravings. I remember every day around that three or four o'clock mark, I'd go and get some kind of sugar. Mm. Um, and as soon as I healed my gut, my sugar cravings were gone. Like it was insane. Yeah. So it's really interesting we see this a lot of the time with stool testing um, and looking into your gut microbiome is like going through the different gut filers and there's one like part of your gut filer includes your firmicutes which it can be more associated with increasing like pathogenic or harmful bacteria in your gut but this often can be associated with an increased desirability to sugar as well. So it's really interesting when we look into this with stool testing and seeing that with our clients. And also if you've got these bacterial overgrowths or things such as candida overgrowth, your body, it's often craving sugar as a fuel source. So mm-hmm. it's actually increasing those levels of more harmful pathogenic bacteria in your gut microbiome. So it's like, once again, this constant effect. 100%. Um, like, it's actually like crazy that one of my clients – she used to have severe sugar cravings every single day. Mm. And we got her stool test back and she had severely high candida overgrowth mm. in her gut. Since we fixed that, she literally never, ever has sugar cravings. And, yeah. like, it would literally control her. Like, she had no control over it. And that's how I felt as well. I had no control over yeah. it. I just craved sugar. And I couldn't help it. I just had to have sugar. Yeah. And when I fixed my gut because I had, like, bacterial overgrowths and candida and everything going in my gut back in the day, mm. I just couldn't believe, like, they just – no desire. Because lots of, yeah, lots of this bacteria feeds off, as I was saying, sugar mm. or like high or like refined carbs and that side of things. So once again, it's like the more you increase these levels, the more they're craving more fuel. So mm-hmm. from that to keep growing. So it's like this cycle effect with your gut. So yeah, supporting the balance within your microbiome is really essential. Yeah. And um, if you do have these bacterial overgrowths, addressing that at the root. Mm-hmm. And getting on top of it. Yeah, really you literally essential. heal your sugar cravings. And like, yeah. yeah, we we look at stool testing clinics. So we'll if someone um, is dealing with a lot of sugar cravings and obviously other symptoms as well. Mm. But we'll get um, well, we start with bloods, but we we'll also look into stool testing. And yeah, it's insane. Yeah, um, looking at the gut microbiome at its functional levels, dehydration. Mm, that's another one. 
it's are we up to number eight? Eight, yeah. yeah. Point eight, dehydration. This one sounds so simple, but it's, it's also the same as so sleep. overlooked. Yeah. yeah. So when you're like dehydrated, your body does not process your energy reserves as efficiently. So you crave sugar for a quick energy mm-hmm. boost, essentially. Um so yeah, it's a quite a common one that it, like yeah. that we don't look like we don't even think about when we're yeah chronically craving the sugars. Are you drinking the right amount of water? So yeah, at least one and a half, two, two and a half mm. liters a day mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, but also depends on your activity level, your body size. Um, if it's a hot day or not. Mm. Yeah, just be really mindful of that, guys. I reckon highly, definitely not sponsored here, but Frank Green can recommend best there's been some controversy about really controversy, why but or people just saying like unpopular opinion i don't like frank green hmm. yeah. i mean it doesn't fit in my cup holder in my car but it's sure it does get a little bit dirty but in saying yeah, that i still love rogue. it maybe it's just me okay mm. number nine is habits so so this is a big one mm, humans are creatures of habit mm-hmm. as we all know so because sugar is so addictive and we get used to eating something at a certain time of the day like I so many of my clients say this like after a meal or specifically mm. after dinner like you associate dessert like you yeah. know a sweet treat after dinner yeah. or yeah or just after any meal lots of people are, oh now I need to have something sweet and it's actually so common mm. yes it could be due to all these other underlying drivers we went mm. through maybe we're just not getting the correct portion of nutrients in but a lot of the time it's that habitual response 100%. to have something sweet and your brain is so clever it associates it with that time of the day. Mm-hmm. So it's like this automatic cue. It's like, oh, time for my chalky. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, it's so interesting. How, and I've got so many Our bodies clients. are like clockwork with yeah. how they work. Yeah. And that's why we've got some really good hacks to help overcome that habitual yeah. sugar intake. And it's often associated with the connection. Like when you think about it, it's like a tea and a biscuit. You know, yeah. If you have a cup of tea, oh, I've got to have a little bicky. Okay. Or like even like from a childhood, like, you know, there's certain things your parents did and you end up like habitually always doing that. Kind of like a reward system. Yes. Or like we – because we all get – this is the thing in life. When we're kids, we get rewarded. If you do this, <laughs> I'll give you a chocolate bar. If you if you do this, I'll give you this. So we use food as a reward system. Yeah. Oh, I've had a really bad day at work. I'm going to treat myself to this. Or like – It's like this emotional response yeah. to like – yeah, it's what we get taught. It's so interesting. Mm. That's why it's actually quite important not to use food as reward or punishment yeah, for your I agree. kids. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I know it probably is this and they're done. Once yeah. I have kids, I'm probably like, ah, oh, fuck this, have a chalky bar. <laughs> Can't deal with you showing kids. <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they're all really kind of essential factors to look into. Of course, it's so individual. But even also I know one of the ones we were mentioning before mm. as well, like studying. And a lot of people have that connection if they're like at uni and studying. Yeah. They're like if they go to the library, they have to take, you know, certain things with them. Um, well, they're just trying to get through the study and eat energy so they'll bring sugar which yeah. is fine to have your source of carbs or sugar, but just make it the right type as we kind of and went through. Balanced, which we'll get to in a minute. Balanced. So let's get into some tips with how to curb these sugar cravings yeah. and support it and manage it. Yeah. So firstly, an obvious one, having like regular and balanced meals. Yeah. So like, look, everyone, there's no such thing as like you have to eat breakfast, but I said to a lot of my clients like, even if you're not hungry, like make sure you pack breakfast and mm. take it with you and then eat it when you're hungry at like say 10 or 11 mm-hmm. o'clock. Um, the biggest thing is having that balanced meal. So this is – Sorry, I interrupted you. Shorter. 
Oh, you go. No, you go. I was going to say this is also really important for blood sugar yeah, stabilization. Yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, so the most important component here for blood sugar regulation is having adequate protein, yeah, adequate healthy fats and complex low GI carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So an example of that would be um, smoothie in the morning, scoop of protein powder, some berries, half a banana, if I put some almond butter in for some okay, healthy so fats. I need to run us through your whole <laughs> I was just giving them a – It's r- like and then a dash of ice and then – A dash of tarragon. Anyway, you get the picture. So, like, you want. I'm so hungry. We have salmon in the oven oh, right I'm now. Really excited. So, so that's perfect balanced meal. But yeah, making sure essentially to have that lean yep. protein, healthy yep. fats, which is so essential for stabilizing your blood sugar levels and, and low GI carbs to yep. not spike them. Yep. And um, then the one to have we got where we, um, I was gonna say. Oh no, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So that's a really important one. Then also, I think you can speak about the next one. Uh, avoiding artificial sweetness. Mm-hmm. So there's actually very strong evidence behind this as well, the link between artificial sweeteners causing sugar cravings. So this can even happen like five to four to five hours after consuming artificial sweeteners and actually still can affect your insulin levels as well. So just because they're not like a real sugar, like mm. the artificial, it's still affecting like your metabolic pathways and insulin. Well, we love monk fruit. So opt for your natural sweetness. Um, So protein at every meal, as we spoke about, really essential for keeping you full and curbing those sugar cravings. Even have a protein-rich snack. So around like 3, 4 p.m. when you're – if you're noticing a bit of a slump and that's the classic afternoon crash, Mm -hmm. really essential to have a protein-rich snack, whether it's like a boiled egg, some Greek yogurt, nuts and seeds. Yeah, Greek yogurt with like some berries. Protein like smoothie. Um, or even like homemade protein balls with like protein powder, nuts mm. and seeds, a bit of monk fruit, cacao. Yeah, all mm. the good stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, and then that really hits the chocolatey craving, but it stabilizes your blood sugar levels mm. and gives you that sustained energy for the rest of the afternoon. Totally. Um, Obvious one, hydration, as we spoke about, yeah. as dehydration. So also make sure that. you're at least getting two to three litres of water in per day. Mm-hmm. Eight hours of quality sleep per night, as we spoke about, like sleep causes that hormonal imbalance and can affect your leptin and cortisol, which increases your appetite and cravings. Yeah. And then the last one is reducing or like lowering your processed foods. So at Pure Health, like we're really big on eating everything from its whole natural mm. state. Um, and obviously highly processed foods are very high in sugar um, and additives and they make you crave more and more sugar. Mm. That's what companies have. I said to you guys that start make like their purpose. They want you to buy the product more and mm. more and more because it make it addictive. Mm. So like our biggest, I guess, approach at Pure Health is we like suggest a very like low sugar diet mm-hmm. um, and where we'll suggest using things like monk fruit and make like, you know, healthy snacks and treats mm. from whole foods um, and then use monk fruit as opposed to like loading it with like dates, honey, maple syrup, which there's nothing wrong with them. But as we said to you guys at the start, they're still sugar. So you'll still mm. find if you made some raw balls loaded with dates or maple syrup or whatever, you'll still find it really quite um, addictive because mm-hmm. it's still sugar. Yeah. Um, so that's where we use things like monk fruit. It doesn't have that addictive tendency to yeah. it and doesn't spike the blood sugar levels. And this is where you're not getting crashes. So the biggest thing is not even just like from a calorie perspective or whatever with sugar, but literally from the aftermath or like it's yeah. it's not even just like 
with food, right, like ultra-processed foods, like it's not even from the fact of like my biggest thing about ultra-processed foods, obviously we know excessive consumption, it's not good for you at all. Once again, small amounts, yes, of course, that's fine. But my biggest thing even with small amounts, and this is where our approach is a little bit different, like of course every now and then whatever, but it's more your food behaviours that follow from these ultra-processed foods. Because as soon as you start having this ultra-processed sugar, you get all these cravings that lead on for the rest of the day. So it's not necessarily about like one cookie or like a piece of cake or some donuts are going to inherently bad for you. It's how it makes you feel after and that energy crash, those ex, like sugar cravings, that it's the, flow the, the brain fog, everything like that. So that's where I find, you know, once again, it's it's okay if you do have those things sometimes, but I do finally generally find if you eat whole foods and use more, you know, your monk fruit. And it's equally as satisfying by yeah. making like your healthy and like your taste buds do get used to it. Yeah, you that do. sounds really grim. Like, oh, don't worry, you'll finally like dark chocolate. Dark chocolate yeah, eventually. But, but you do because yeah. if you're so used to like milk or white chocolate and you eat dark chocolate, of course you're going to be like, oh, this is disgusting because mm. your taste buds are so used to this like highly sweet and refined mm. sugar. So just like like kind of wean yourself off it yeah. as well. Like, you, like trial having at least a few days with dark chocolate and like – overcome you, that you get used to it like i literally eat like 85 percent. that's pretty much all i, I eat if i have love the taste of 85 percent, and i never used to so proof in the pudding just give it a go well, we used to eat dairy milk back in the day when we were young yeah like, like, like freddo frogs and everything and, and yeah but whereas i literally don't even feel that and if i want something sweet and i'll probably eat chocolate every single day i'll have like a few squares of 85 percent mm. i'll sometimes have a little bit of almond butter or a little bit of peanut butter on a square and it's like the best snack mm. slash sweet version of it yeah and like honestly those sorts of things so we're all at pure Mm. health when you come work with us we're all about amazing healthy alternatives that satisfy you you never feel like you're missing out Mm. but you feel so good Mm -hmm. that's what it's about enjoying your food and loving it but it being healthy and being a flow and effect it just makes you feel good supporting your hormones supporting digestion so i think another thing really big important guys is if you're trying to like come off sugar and not being addicted to it really ask Mm. yourself Instead of like that instant gratification of how the sugar tastes in the moment, ask yourself, how am I going to feel after this mm. meal? How am I going to feel after this? Am I going to feel good, energized? Like, mm. okay, if you have something really sugary, you might feel buzzed for a second, but you're going to get a crash later mm. on. So that's where you, I find instead of focusing on instant gratification, focus on the long term for the rest of the day. How's this going to make me feel? Absolutely. Nourishment. Yep. So if you find you're sick of like sugar ruling your life and you're sick of these constant sugar cravings, then obviously as you can hear today, there's like obviously get the basics, balancing your meals, adequate sleep, water, Mm -hmm. but there is a lot to do with gut health and your hormones and also eating specific amount, right amounts of protein and things Mm. like that for you and your body and and activity levels. So um, you're welcome to book in for initial consultation. We have um, for those that are new to Pure Health, we have two clinics in Perth WA, one in Florida and one in Wembley, but we've got a new one opening very soon. Um, but you can work with us all over Australia. So we work online or in person. Yeah. And there's Nicole, myself and Alex um, in clinic. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to book in, just head straight to our website, www.purehealthnutrition.com.au. Yes. Um, and we do have some really good programs like our Ultimate Reboot Program that addresses sugar cravings and looks into that. And it's just a structural way of supporting you. So it looks into 
you're getting like weekly accountability check-ins, weekly recipes, access to a Facebook group. You're getting like a personalised plan every four weeks. So it's very specific and personal to you. And we look at your blood sugar levels and like insulin and look at all your nutrients and look at you as a whole, look at your activity mm. level. And yeah, it's pretty yeah. amazing what can be done and changed in mm. someone's life. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add to that? think that is everything well thanks for putting up with us guys um yeah, sorry about the start with our brains trying to explain everything mm. hopefully we made sense if you have any questions always send us a message and we can do more mm-hmm. topics about this as well and yeah if you guys have any topics you want us to discuss please send us a dm because we'd love to know mm, future topics yes, you want to learn more about um but otherwise enjoy the rest of your evening we're gonna eat our salmon because i'm freaking hungry and so keen. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.